because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and our faith in Him, we are a lively hope, we are begotten again, we have an inheritance that's incorruptible, and we're kept by the power of God. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Welcome back to In Grace. I'm Jim Scudder. And today we're going to continue our series leading up to Easter. It's called, Can the Resurrection Change my life. Of course, we know that the resurrection can change our eternal destination from hell to heaven, but how can it affect today? How can it affect my life? Well, we're in 1 Peter chapter 1, and we're going through a series of verses. Today, we're going to be covering 4 through 9, and we're going to talk about how the resurrection really can make a difference in our lives today. And so, I'm excited to bring this uh, to you, and I hope that you're excited to hear what God has for us today. Now, now, we've been talking a lot about our travel opportunities here at InGrace, and some of you have always longed to go to Alaska to see the beautiful places, the creation of God, and we have an opportunity for you to come on an InGrace creation cruise. We're going to be on a seven-day cruise this summer in July. You don't have to have a vaccine. You don't have to get tested. It's, it's just going to be a wonderful, wonderful time to tour God's creation. So if you'd like to come along with us, us. We have a creation speaker coming with us, Bruce Malone. Majesty Music will be coming with us as well. We'll be having meetings in the evening where I'll be teaching. My wife will be with me. We're going to be spending time with you. And if you'd like to come along with us, check out our free brochure at ingraceradio.com. Click on travel, ingraceradio.com. Click on travel or give us a call at 1-800-78-GRACE. 1 Peter 1.4 says, to an inheritance, remember everything's predicated upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ. How can it change my life today? Not only my eternity, but my life today. First of all, a good understanding of what we're saved from is hell. And then the fact that we're saved and born again to a lively hope, to an inheritance incorruptible. Now, how many of you would like to discover that you had a rich uncle who died and left you a million dollars. Raise your hand if you would like to hear that news. Everybody, I'm sure, everybody. Some of you just don't ever raise your hand for anything. <laughs> but that's fine, I don't either. If I'm in a crowd, I'm like, well, he's not gonna make me do that, you know? So anyways. But th th that would be really amazing, wouldn't it? We like inheritance. How about an inheritance incorruptible? If you have put your trust in Christ, his death and resurrection, you are resurrected, you have new life, and you also have an inheritance incorruptible. How will that change my life? An inheritance undefiled. How will that change my life? An inheritance that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. How will that change my life? Well, think about all the time and effort you spend on, on advancing in this life and saving for retirement. Think about all the time you spend on making sure you can make those mortgage payments, those car payments. Think of all the work that you go into to set up your life. And then, after all that work and all that time, you find that that car that was so beautiful and so shiny and so new is rusty. 
That retirement that you dreamed about, how wonderful it would be to go play golf all day, every day, after two weeks of that, you're bored, you start staying home, your wife gets angry, kicks you out, you don't know what to do. Your whole life you've dreamed of this and now, now you're miserable. You know, it's just like everything that we've worked so hard at, we thought was gonna be so wonderful, turns out to be less than what we thought it was. Now imagine now if you know the fact that because of the resurrection and your faith in Christ and the fact that you're reborn, now you, you have an inheritance that will not fade, that will not rust, that will not mold, that will not ever go away. It's life-changing. The resurrection can change our life today. I love thinking about heaven. Reserved in heaven for you. You don't have to raise your hand on this. How many of you are longing for heaven? I mean, we have a crazy world, don't we? We have a crazy world. Think about it. Our world is messed up. We're trying to reassign the gender of a plastic potato. That's the world that we live in today. That's what we're doing. We're reassigning the gender of a plastic potato. Now, I, I thought Mr. Potato Head was pretty cool, you know, and all that. Now, But there was a Mrs. Potato Head, but I guess now it's a gender-neutral potato head. I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. Now, if you have any confusion about gender, just, just go do this experiment. Go find a dairy farm and uh, go into the field and with all your might, try to milk a bull. Okay. If you have any question about gender, just do that, and you will quickly find out that gender matters. Gender matters, okay? I'm just saying, guys, listen. Let's not be confused about the th God said he made us male and female. Now, does that mean we should be hateful? No. God loves all people. But, but where are we going? What are we doing? It's like everything that God has set up and designed, marriage, sexuality, gender, the, the world is just flipping it over for no reason. No, God has created a certain way. Even if you want to change everything that he's done and created, you, you can't. He, he has created us and he, he has made you the way you are and who you are for a purpose and a reason. But we've sinned and we've fallen away from him but we can be restored, we can be saved, anybody can be saved, and our heart should be to bring the gospel to every person. Every, even if they're confused about any of these things, sexuality, gender, whatever it is, we love them, we serve them, we bring them the gospel, okay? But let's not be confused ourselves in this crazy mixed up world. Heaven is gonna be a place free from this craziness, amen? The resurrection changes everything no longer. No longer do we have to be confused. No longer do we have to live in a world that is crazy. No longer do we have to work our whole life for things that fade because we have an inheritance that won't go away reserved in heaven. First Peter 1.5, we continue. It says, who are kept by the power of God. Remember, all this is predicated on the resurrection, right? We started with the resurrection. I think this is absolutely wonderful. Some people don't understand. Once you've received by faith Jesus Christ, you cannot lose that which God gave you that he called eternal, okay? In other words, you're born again and you can't be unborn, okay? Birth is kind of a one-way street, right? You're born. You can't be unborn. And that God calls eternal life born again, 
And, and the Bible actually says once you've received by faith Jesus Christ, you're in the hand of God. You say, well, what if I let go? What if I mess up? What if I sin again? You're going to sin again because you still have your old nature. We should be sinning less and less because we have the new nature. We have the spirit of God's help now. And if you stay close to the Lord and you study what God says, we should be sinning less, but you're still gonna sin. What if I sin? What if I let go? God has you in his all-powerful, almighty hand. Okay? So you are capped by the power of God. Think about the power of God. The power of God, who's all-powerful. He's almighty. He, he has you in his hand. Through faith, how are we saved? Through faith unto salvation from hell to heaven, ready to be revealed at the last time. The power of God has us, and that's predicated on the resurrection. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and our faith in him, we are new, we are a lively hope, we are begotten again, we have an inheritance that's incorruptible, and we're kept by the power of God. These are incredible truths, and, and this, when, when you put your head on your pillow at night, this is usually when it happens, you start to worry, you start to wonder. And I don't care how brave you act all day and how like, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in God, or I'm an agnostic, I'm not sure if he exists, but if he exists, I doubt he loves me and I doubt he would, would save me, or I don't wanna be saved. Whatever you say, whatever you say, you put your head on your pillow, certainly you worry about death. You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. Are you interested in the end times prophecy of the rebuilding of the Jewish temple? Then you need to watch In Grace's new video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Jim Scudder Jr. will take you to amazing sites like the Temple Mount, the Dome of the Rock, and the land on the Mount of Olives purchased for the sacrifice of the red heifer. Jim Scudder has exclusive interviews with experts and people involved in rebuilding the temple. This new series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to In Grace. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes and see how all of this impacts our world today. When your gift is $35 or more, Jim Scudder will also send you an incredible eight-part video series called Armageddon's Dawn and a beautiful End Times Prophecy Chart. Don't wait. Get this video series today to order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. 1 Peter 1, 6. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through Manifold temptations. What does this mean? Manifold just means various or varied, you know, just lots of different things, right? And then temptation. Sometimes we think of this as uh, God is, is like dangling, like if you ever had a dog and you're trying to teach him to just wait and obey and you kind of dangle a treat. We, we actually did this. <laughs> we had two boxers. Boxers are some of the best dogs you'll ever own. We just love boxers. Uh, then we had grandchildren, and uh, grandchildren are much better than boxers, by the way. Uh, both, both the boxers died, you know, got cancer or something and died. And then we got grandkids, and the grandkids are, are great. More expensive, but, but really, really awesome. So to train the boxers, one was Fred and one was Libby, I would put a dog biscuit on their nose. 
and then I would uh, teach them to stay and sit and not move. And man, it was so hard because boxes are really wiggly dogs. And, but eventually, I got them to just sit there, and they're just looking at the, the treat on their nose. And just all of a sudden, drool starts coming down their face. But the, until I gave him the command or heard the command, they couldn't. But as soon as I said, okay, they flipped their face, and that treat started to fall, and they grabbed it in their mouth. It was incredible. That's not what God is doing to you. God isn't trying to trick you, trying to tempt you to see if you'll sin or not sin. But God does allow trials. So let's think about this word, this word temptations here as putting to proof or God allowing a circumstance or a, a purposeful trial, an intentional trial. And that trial is going to teach you a lesson that will help you not only in this life, but in eternity. Okay, so let's read the verse again. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness. Okay, we have these times when we're, our hearts are heavy because we're going through various trials that God has allowed us to go through to make us to be more like his dear son so that we can be better servants of his for eternity. So let's maybe think of this word temptation as God's tool, and God's textbook. God will allow us to go through experiences to make us more like his son. And they're not always gonna be pleasant, friends. You're gonna have hardships. You're gonna have heaviness about these things. But remember, because of the resurrection, God is allowing these things and working things out in our life to make us better for his service, okay? So even trials can be a blessing if you understand the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Then 1 Peter 1, 7, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perisheth. Peter is telling us through the Spirit of God that the trial of our faith being much more precious than gold. Usually we think there's nothing more precious than gold. Especially if you've invested in gold, you're feeling really good about yourself uh, right now, right? Because gold prices are so high. But the trials of our faith are more precious than gold that perisheth though it be tried with fire. In other words, your faith is also gonna go through that refining fire, these moments that God is gonna allow in our life. Paul and Peter knew the importance of trials. Might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. God is allowing you to go through something because of the resurrection. He's gonna allow you to go through something that's gonna refine you to be able to shine at the final appearing of Jesus Christ. Now, Paul spoke of the importance of trials too. In 2 Corinthians 12, he talked about this thorn in the flesh in verse seven. Uh, he had asked the Lord, he had had this, we don't know what it was. I, you know why he didn't say what this was? Because you can fill in the blank with whatever your thorn in the flesh is. Whatever your physical ailment is, whatever your family situation is, whatever your thorn in the flesh is, that one thing that just keeps annoying you and keeps annoying you. He said, Lord, three times he asked for this thorn in the flesh. He also called it the messenger of Satan to buffet him, lest I should be exalted above measure. He said, I've besought the Lord three times that he might take this thorn in the flesh from me. And God said, no, three times. He said unto me, Paul said, my grace is is sufficient for thee. So when you go through that trial, remember that if you've received Christ by faith and you are resurrected with Christ, now everything changes in life, even to the point where trials, hardships, bad things 
are actually something you understand that God is using to make you more pure and more usable and more presentable at the appearing of Christ. It changes your life. It changes how you go through trials. And then we have 1 Peter 1, 8, and we'll end with 8 and 9. Whom having not seen, ye love, this is Jesus, in whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy, unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Now we're talking about heaven. We started talking about hell, and hell is terrible. What is heaven gonna be like? Well, there was one little girl who was born blind, and I can't even imagine what that life must be like to, to grow up blind, never seen anything. So to her, the world was only what her mother described it as. You know, and the best we can describe something as, once you see it for yourself, you know, it's like, well, you didn't exactly describe it the way it really was. Well, we tried, right? We tried, but until you see it for yourself, it's, it's different. So one day, there was a, a great surgeon that heard about her case and decided to offer her a series of surgeries that would hopefully revive her sight. And after going through these surgeries, after the last one, after allowing her eyes to heal from the surgery, still bandaged, the mother holding the daughter on her lap with a big window, slowly they started to take the bandages off this little girl. And as her eyes began to adjust and to clear up, she was able to see the world for the first time through the window. And she was stunned and she could barely speak. And she said, mama, mama, it's so beautiful. You didn't tell me how incredibly beautiful it was. And the mom through her tears said, honey, I tried. And then the girl looked up and saw her mama for the first time. And the tears continued to flow because it was the face of her mom that was the most beautiful thing that she could ever see. And so it is, I believe, when we get our first glimpse of heaven, it'll be astounding, it'll be incredible, it will be amazing. But when we see the face of our dear Savior, Jesus, for the first time, we will all, I believe, be bawling for joy and for love for what Jesus has done for us. Let's end by talking about Revelation 21 and verse four. And God said, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall be there any more pain. My friends, that's heaven. That's heaven. It'll be glorious. It'll be wonderful. It's because of the resurrection that we can have that hope, the hope of heaven, the hope of eternal life. To avoid hell, hell is real. Even if you don't believe it's real, it's still real. But you don't have to go there. God loves you. God is a merciful God. God is a loving God. He's just. He has to mete out the proper punishment. What he says is true, even if you don't believe it. Even if you believe the lie of the devil that God will not punish you, you must be separated from God forever because if you weren't, we'd have sin in heaven and no longer would we have heaven. 
We'd have the same problems that are perpetuated year after year, day after day on this earth. No matter how enlightened we act like we are, we need Jesus Christ to save us from our sins, to save us from hell, and to give us eternal life, and to give us the way to live in life today. And he does that. Do you remember a time when you've put your faith in Jesus Christ? It's this simple. Jesus said that we've all sinned. And and apart from God, uh, we have no hope. But God loves you so much that since we couldn't do anything about this sin, and this sin is gonna separate us from him, and he loves us, he decided to do the only thing that could be done was to allow his only son to come and die and take upon himself the sins of the world, your sins and mine on the cross, and now he's offering you and I eternal life. What must I do to be saved? The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. It's that simply say, it can't be that simple. I have to do something. Well, imagine you are homeless, penniless. You have absolutely nothing. And someone offers you a beautiful hotel suite for a year, like a whole presidential palace, top floor of an incredible hotel, and you have absolutely nothing. You say, well, let me do something. Let me offer you something. Well, what do you have? Well, I have a a gum wrapper That's what you're offering God. He says, I have something that's priceless. It is without, uh, there's no value you can put on this. It's called eternal life. It costs me the, the death of my son. Don't offend God by offering him your gum wrapper. Just accept his offer, his gift of eternal life and believe in him. And the Bible says, if you'll do that, you will be saved today, right now. And then the resurrection will have power not only upon your eternity, but it'll have power upon your life today. There's more to talk about in this series, one more message, but I think today we've understood that the resurrection not only affects our eternity, but it affects how I live today. If you'd like to talk to someone more about eternal life, about salvation, about your eternal destiny, give us a call. Our toll-free number is 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE. If it's after hours, leave us a voicemail. We'll call you back or go anytime to our website, ingraceradio.com. And there you can find some great resources that will help you settle that most important issue. The resurrection can change your life. It can also, of course, change your eternal destiny. Now, Just before we go, I have been telling you about this amazing, amazing video series that is so popular. Uh, People are really interested in the Jewish temple and rebuilding the Jewish temple. I look at scripture and I see that in Revelation and in Daniel and in Matthew, the, the scriptures predict that there will be a future temple. I call it the tribulation temple because the Antichrist desecrates it halfway through the seven-year tribulation period. And there's a movement today of Jewish people longing to rebuild the temple. So we examine this, the red heifer's arrival in Israel. We were actually with those uh, red heifers in Texas before they went to Israel. We interviewed harp makers and a man making the incense for the temple. We touched the beams that came out of the original temple. We talked to a woman that figured out the geometric patterns of Herod's temple. We were able to go into the Dome of the Rock, the big uh, thing in the way of rebuilding the temple, and we were able to examine this from all angles. If you would like to get a video copy of this 
three-part series, and they're about 40 minutes each episode, you need to contact us today and ask for the Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. When you make a gift of any amount to InGrace, we're going to thank you by sending you this full-length video series, either DVD or digital download. You can call us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to our website, ingraceradio.com. When you go there, just click on the Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. If your gift is $35 or more, we're also going to send you our very popular eight-part video prophecy series filmed in Israel called Armageddon's Dawn and the Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart. As a thank you for your gift of any amount, Jim Scudder will send you the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple when your gift is $35 or more. He will also send you his eight-part video series, Armageddon's Dawn, and a beautiful End Times Prophecy Chart. Order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple by calling 800-78-GRACE. Go to our secure website, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.